0: here we go right. look at talk new episode starts now welcome one welcome everybody to another edition of the look at talk podcast it's your boss man v jones and today i'm bringing you another exclusive round today my guest is the founder and creator of the blair group and he is radio is mr james shannon how you doing today man i'm
1: doing good how you doing
0: I'm doing good man how how's everything going out there in California man I know y'all got the um corona uh, how y'all doing with the coronavirus
1: man it's it's crazy for uh everybody else not me i'm I'm kind of used to already being in the house, but um I think i I'm bad with listening to authority, so being told that I can't go somewhere is like nah i'm I'm not good with that, but there's nothing to do.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, I live in a state where they're just, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't know what's up with the leadership. It's like, they want to reopen everything. I'm like, do y'all not see that this mess is still going on?
1: Yeah, y'all crazy down there. I'm like, I see it on the news. I'm like, what are they doing? But that's that's Florida
0: for you, right? Yes, that's definitely Florida for you, man. So tell me a little bit about Blair Radio.
1: Yeah, so Blair Radio is uh, it's a podcast for people that are looking to start a business or find ways to make money online. So the idea really is like the majority of the show, I bring people that have their own business online. They come in, they tell their story, how they got started and what they're currently doing and just provide tips for anybody in the audience looking to do the same thing.
0: Wow. And I also see you have another podcast, um, Conversations with um, James Shannon. What's this podcast about?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, You did research, Rick. I I like it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's my brand new podcast. We're actually four episodes in right now. This is for people that they went through some kind of tragedy or trauma in their life and they were able to find success, whether it be making their own money they found happiness just something where they're no longer dealing with their suicidal thoughts um domestic violence racism or whatever happened in their past they found a way to to knock down the barriers or the obstacles that were in front of them and
0: they now found some kind of success wow that's real so tell me what made you decide to branch off and start this podcast
1: so when I was doing the first one, like I have a gang of shows already recorded and interviews, and I think I'm scheduled out until like September. So I got bored and I'm like, well, let me I love podcasting. Let me do another one. And then I'm also in the process of writing a book about my own story and how I came from some tragedies in my own life. So I thought, well, let me get people on the show so I can see so I can hear their stories and share their stories with the world
0: wow that's real and honestly you pick up on why i've been podcasting a lot it's like i'm i'm trying to get like, you get scheduled out to September. i'm I'm trying to get like you but i'm i'm currently in the process of doing that but and honestly that's kind of why i've been just going on a podcast and terrible just talking to everybody because i kind of like to hear their stories and stuff and it's very inspirational
1: yeah man i see you on uh, uh your last one you aired was an uh, episode 101 right
0: Yeah, that one was crazy. That was crazy. That was a good episode, though. Listen.
1: (laughs) Man, Man, I must have heard that. I subscribed to to their podcast and yours. I'm like, I got to hear
0: more of this. (laughs) Man, that episode was so, that was probably the craziest guest experience I have, but I love it, though. It's like, they they were real, and I'm like... I wouldn't expect them to be that real. <laughs>
1: yeah, because it started out kind of like you know they were just talking about how they got started, and then um, they started talking about how uh what was it? They said uh, the 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 dick change or something like that. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that's what come. I was saying, sure. God damn, they just referred to the man <laughs> so yeah, I, like... I said, oh, I was like, oh shit, and then I started looking at their um the podcast episodes, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, y'all. I knew So I knew it was something crazy It was about, about to go down with that episode So tell me a little I guess we can preview your book a little bit But tell me about your story man About how your come ups and stuff
1: Yeah so To me like my story starts before I was born um, My dad he was out looking for a prostitute And then uh, that's how he found my mom They they had sex She got pregnant with twins And then um, he was getting married So he didn't want anything to do with her So she, she put me and my twin brother on the porch of my grandmother, this was his mom. <clears throat> so, and at the time, um, we were two years old doing that. And then my grandma, she was poor. So we we grew up in poverty. We were bad kids. We went um, went in jail a couple of times. Right now, my brother, he's in prison for five years right now. Then um, I was suicidal a couple of times. I was homeless twice. And it was just that I went through all of these trials and tribulations throughout my life. And then I had my kids. I have four kids now. And then I found a, a reason. I found a, a way to to stop thinking about all the bad stuff that was happening to me and found a reason to live, which was my kids or, and this is to me, I started to feel like no matter what you go through in life, no pain lasts forever. You no, know, there's always a, a brighter side all because you're going through do some bad shit right now. It doesn't mean that's how your life is always going to be.
0: <clears throat> wow. That's real. So how did you, uh, what did you learn from watching your brother go to prison? I mean, how, I mean, when's he scheduled to get out?
1: Uh 2023. It's like wow. We we're in a cycle. We keep doing the same stuff over and over. He, he's been locked up like 12 times now. This is the longest he's ever been um locked up. Um, other times it was like going to jail a couple months, a couple of years uh, like a year. But now that we're 36, like, dude, we gotta stop doing this. No, we, we gotta change our, our kids, like trying to be tough and beat up everybody and do this and do that. My kids don't care about that stuff. All they want to see is their daddy. You know, they don't want to hear about their dad or their uncle being locked up with doing this and doing that. So we got to stop doing this. And I tell them all the time, like you and there, something you did, and when you get out, we can't do the same stuff over and over and over. So we need to make a change. And is I'm, I'm tired of, I'm just tired of us getting locked up. You know what I mean?
0: <clears throat> So would you say that that was um, promised you to start your business and start the Blair Radio and start your podcast?
1: I, I think that that was kind of like the reason why I started the second podcast was like his story and my story. The reason why I started the business in Blair Radio was because I was homeless and I, I was in my car one day. And then again, like we gotta stop doing this cycle. And like, I need to find a way to make money. So me and him we got really heavy into the stock market. So I was doing a search to try to find a way to to flip a dollar to $10 and $10 to $100. So I was looking for a way to make passive income. So then I came upon this dude Pat Flynn in a smart passive income podcast. I'm like, what's a podcast? I I didn't even know what it was at the time. So I started listening and it was really cool. You know, I I got a gang of tips and it made me want to start my own business. And I had been doing graphic design for a long time. So I created my own graphic design business
0: so wow that's good so tell me a little bit about this graphic design business like how'd you finally decide you wanted to get started with that
1: so i'll listen to the podcast you know and then it was talking about different ways or like different ideas to, to um like you got to find your passion and things that you love doing or what you're good at and then that was something that i felt like i've been good at and then that's how i started i don't i don't really do it that much anymore because i don't like working with clients too much so I still do the designs for people, but it's really more like I'm like the creative director. So I, I have people on my team that do the designs for me.
0: So how come you don't like work with clients? What, what client ruined it?
1: Man, it was so it's you get a client and they'll ask you to to do a design, to, to do a logo, for instance. And then you're halfway done. And then they want to go outside the contract, outside the contract. And that's what we call scope creep. So they'll call you or email you and say, Oh, can you add this? Can you do this? And I'm like, Well, that's going to cause me to start over or have to make too many changes. And it's kind of my fault for being a yes man. But this particular client that I'm talking about to this day, we've been working on a symbol logo for almost a year now because they keep making changes because they're not sure what they want to have.
0: For a year?
1: Yes, yes. He he's making a, a a dating app, and he has he is him and two other dudes, and they're not sure what direction that they want to go. But what's cool about that is that they kind of gave me the idea that instead of me just doing the designs, I want to help people with creating and starting their businesses. So my website is actually in the middle of a revamp. Instead of doing just the graphic designs, I want to help people that want to get started with online businesses.
0: Wow, that is dope. That's tremendous. But, I mean, <laughs> it didn't take – Um, honestly, it took my the graphic design. I had to design the podcast logo. It took him maybe two days, and I was like, I'm in. You know, I'm in on it. But a uh, year? What kind of change? That's crazy, man. And more power to you for keeping your patience with him. Like, how did – what made you just stay, I'm just going to stay patient with him and just – not give up on the project
1: to be honest with you the reason why it's like a year is because of how little we talk so like i'll send him an email or some updates and he'll respond three weeks later so it's just really it takes a lot of time for him to respond to me and then for me to get back to him and now with all this coronavirus stuff going on i haven't heard from him since i sent uh last time i talked to him was this is april like the end of february so it's really like i don't talk to him until he responds so it's like, it's like out of sight out of
0: that is crazy, man. Listen, because the what I feel like is because of this coronavirus, that should wanna give you more time to go ahead and talk to people and go ahead and help you with your business to go ahead and get things done so that way we come out this coronavirus, whenever the hell that is, you'll be sure That's straight. what you
1: would think, but uh I seen on his Snapchat he got a new little, little girlfriend, so I think that's where all his time is. You no, know, so he I think his focus is now on her than it is his his own business.
0: Okay, that's not. I'm going to be blunt. That's not a real businessman to me. Yeah. If you can let a girl get in the way of your business, then that's not a real businessman. Your girl should be helping you with the business, not hindering you from it. Thank you,
1: Vic. I mean, I'm not saying that's what he's doing. That's just what I'm assuming. But I agree 100% that, you know, me and my ex, I think I was too much into my business and that caused us to, to break up. But at the same time, she wasn't supporting it anyway, so
0: it is what it is oh okay so from that experience so what would you say you learned from that experience about um having the uh, relationship and then also trying to run your business
1: you got to have a schedule is um at the time i was working a nine to five so i would come home and i'll work on my business like nonstop to the point that i would fall asleep in, in my office and she was in a room i don't think i slept in the bed with her for like three months straight And then um, we were engaged. So one day she comes to me and she's like, here's a ring back. I'm like, what? Like, out the blue. And she's like, "Um, you're not even here anymore. So I feel like, you know, even though as business owners, we work on our business nonstop, we want that support from family and friends. We also got to be there for them, too. So what I should have did was, like, have a time where from this time to X time is when I work on my business. And then from this time to this time is when I'm doing my family thing or hanging out with her or doing shit with her. But for me, it was, I was just nonstop business. That's all I talked about. That was all I did. And that's all I cared about at the time.
0: So we'll, so what is your tips to other business owners about um, running their business? You,
1: you, you have to put, I, to me, I, now you have to put your family first, family first, and then your
0: business. And then,
1: and then you can put yourself third if you want. But, I don't care how successful your business is, it's not going to mean anything if you lose the people you care about and the people you love the most. So you have to make time for both. You have to find a way to 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 discipline yourself, to, to work on your business, to make it grow. But also make sure that whoever you, you with or you you're dealing with, make sure that, that they support you too.
0: That's real. So what's the common mistake or a common area you see um that most business owners go wrong in?
1: They don't start um for instance like when i started my podcast i was afraid to do it because of how i talk i
0: like no nobody
1: wants to hear me because i have a speech impediment but no, everybody had everybody has a flaw no matter what it is don't let that hinder you And you have to start people are afraid because they feel like they don't know en- enough about the market that they're getting into they don't understand business that much but it's there's so many people that will help you there's so like we have the uh, an encyclopedia in our hands. You can just Google anything and people will help you out. But you have to get started. Even if you don't have everything, even even if it's just an idea, get started.
0: Yes, that that's definitely real. Um I can definitely attest to that um to getting started because I, I mean when I first started I really didn't know everything and then I just knew that I had a co host and we had a we had some time and we just we just learned as you go because Once you get the hardest thing, what I've I've found is in talking to other podcasts is is the hardest thing is just getting started. And it's not everybody had that struggle of just getting started. So I've talked to some people, it took them a year to finally get started. I'm like, wow.
1: Let me ask you a question. Do you ever listen to uh, your first episodes?
0: Yeah, I listened to them. I was like, damn, (laughs) we done came a long way um it's like it it was a lot of learning we had to do it It was we had a hot apartment we were doing it in so yeah I was like damn we done and I know I done came a long way too with patience and how I handle episodes and I just I learned that you just gotta can't have so much structure you just gotta let some things ride you know so so that's what made some things I've learned about that and now what would you say can attest to why businesses are successful from what you've seen?
1: They put in the hard work. A lot of people think that, like, for instance, let's talk about podcasting. People think that all because we have a podcast that we're getting paid, you know, and we were monetizing from the start. And no, I feel like no matter what you do in business or anything in life, you have to put in the work. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to start this and I'm going to get paid tomorrow. You have to grind, like li- literally every single day, put in the work, marketing, getting getting your voice out there and just trying to be heard. So, I feel like the the ones that are successful are the ones that are consistent and they put in the work. They are constantly educating themselves. They're doing the research. They're doing whatever they can to try to be as successful as possible and not just giving up because they had a bad day.
0: That's real. So what compelled you to decide, I want to this is something I want to start doing?
1: Because they're. When i was listening to the smart passive income, I'm like, dude, he's cool he but his jargon the things he was talking about i didn't really understand it caused me to go research so i was like there's nobody like me that i was able to find that is doing what he's doing that looks like me that sounds like me and i felt like if i was to meet him in person i wouldn't be comfortable because he will run circles around me talking business and i didn't know what what what, what i was doing so i thought okay no let me go ahead and do this so people feel comfortable to, ah, so people feel comfortable to reach out to me Talk to me about their business, and just I want to be relatable to, to to my audience instead of them being afraid to approach somebody that looks like or sounds like they know too much.
0: Yeah, that's real, and honestly, and I've noticed I've had to myself with that as well. I said, you know what? You yeah, just because you know a lot, it don't mean you get to just uh, just pour it out on everybody because not everybody's willing to receive right. that. You know what I'm saying? Also, you gotta. Also, you got to watch how you format, it too, because you may scare away people. So I totally agree with you on those things. So what's some advice to, to people that you would give, um, like, to business people that who want to start a business?
1: Invest. I feel like after you do all the resources you put in the work, you have to invest in your business in order to get a return. It's, it's no offense to anybody that's getting all of those free websites and all of that stuff. But when I look at them... I feel like if you're not willing to invest the money into your business, you, you, if you don't want to put money in your business, why would your customers put money in your business? If they see that you you don't want to do it yourself, you're just trying to find a way to get a quick buck. So you, it, It's hard because I hate telling people where to put their money at, but sometimes it's going to take ads. It's going to take hiring somebody. It's going to take outsourcing because you can't do everything yourself. Work on what you're good at and have somebody do the stuff that you don't have time for so that you can focus on your business. So I would say you have to spend your money wisely on your marketing and
0: outsourcing. So those are the two com- most common things. People just, you can tell they don't yeah. invest. Every there. time you
1: ask them, they they don't want to do it. They, they want to do everything themselves or they don't want to hand over any part of their business to anybody else. You know, I'll i, I, I tell people like they, they, they will go on, on Canva or Photopea to, to create their, their logo, for instance. And, They'll have a logo, but it won't look right when it's printed. They don't. They have an issue when they try to resize it, or when they try to put it on their site. And I tell them all the time, "Well, it would have been easier if you would have hired a professional to do that for you, and you wouldn't be going through all the problems that you're having now."
0: That's real. That's definitely real. Um, I remember because one thing I've learned about social media nowadays is you ask, and everybody will come out the woodwork trying to that- help. <laughs> that is that's that's, that's a
1: good and a bad thing because it's like everybody's an expert quote unquote everybody wants to help you out because they're trying to get paid but you can't trust everybody like I, i'm in some facebook groups and i i hired a VA to help me out and she didn't know shit. i was like damn that was my fault so i mean we all make mistakes
0: yes we do and honestly one thing i've learned about graphic design and Looking to hire people, you guys see their work, and you guys see their quality working like, okay, I can rock with you, and I could I could do this. But then some of them, you just gotta be, you gotta sometimes you gotta sift through um sift through the um BS to get to the good. Yeah,
1: thing, when people so. show you their their logos and stuff, you can do like a reverse uh, image search, and you can see that they probably stole it from somewhere else or. Um, or you get to talking to them about vector images and raster images and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's something simple. They're like, no, no, you're not real.
0: <laughs> yes, that's that's definitely neat. not that's, that definitely shows that they're not real. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Looker Talk podcast. And today I have the owner and founder of Blade Blair Radio, Mr. James Shannon with me on the exclusive round. So tell me, what was one of your favorite episodes you got to? Report? Ah, that's
1: a tough one, Vic. It's like, dang. Um, only because I, I don't know which one of my guests are listening. Is it, I think when recording podcasts is there's a lot that goes into it. Whether it's the uh, the research that you do, and then sometimes you can do too much or too little, and then when you're recording, it comes out differently than when you air it. So I would say all of them. <laughs> no, no, no For, I had to answer your question um, I, I recently recorded an episode with uh, uh, Henneka Waukes-Porter It hasn't aired yet, but she's a, a podcast Coach, and it's Any podcast where you can just have Fun and be yourself, and that's what me and her Were doing, I think that was one of the Funnest ones um, And I know you said my, my favorite, but It's kind of hard to choose, but if I had a top three Probably be like credited rapper, only because I like Rap and hip hop, and it was more talking about music than it was talking about business and then on my other podcast with Nev Harris only because when we disconnected he helped me out a lot with these little things out to me in my business so if I had to pick one it would be one that aired already it would be Credit the Rapper
0: Wow that's good so what were you able to learn about the music industry from him based on that podcast? Business
1: is just um, like everything that we do is more than what we just see know on, on tv or where we hear on spotify or you know or, or whatever There, there's a lot of connections the music industry is grimy um they they really don't care about their artists and then it's all about marketing no matter how good your skills are how good your bars are if you're not marketable if you don't look good and then, then the industry doesn't really care about you
0: yeah that's definitely real and it's like and i've seen some contracts and also Nothing I've noticed from afar is that some artists they don't really read those contracts. They just quick to sign it because they're like, "Oh, well, I got a record label. I'm part of a record label." But they don't realize how that record label is about to just you know you screw them family? over. <laughs> some and not the her and also I also talk about the new edition store too because it's a show where those guys they ain't really read the contracts either. So. It, 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 you it, you can pick any artist to see that um they got screwed over or something that they did. Yeah, themselves. I think
1: I, I told people all the time: no matter what you do, you have to read all the paperwork before you sign it because um it's going to be some language in there that is it, it sounds good, but at the end it, you know you're going to be mad.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I think that's where people. People, to, um, You need to invest in an attorney that can look over the contracts before you sign them, too. Or somebody in the legal field that could look over the contract and help you explain explain to you, explain the language. See, so, there
1: goes that, that invest word. People, they don't want to do it. But yes. yeah, You got to do it.
0: Yes, you have to do it. So what do you think of all the podcasters that are out right now? Do you think it's a good thing or Both. a bad
1: thing? Both. Um, It's a good thing because it's exposing people to like I said, I didn't know what podcasting was um, a year ago. So people that don't know what a podcast is, they're learning because when you say, oh, I have a podcast, they say, what is that? And then they learn what a podcast is. But it's also bad because people will listen to a podcast that is bad and they'll turn off from like, Oh, no, I'm not. I don't want to hear this because the ones that I hear. they, They suck. Or there the are podcasts are you can find in the directories that's just been sitting there for a year or two with no content, and yeah, it's just I mean it, it it's good and bad. It really depends on on how you look at it. Um, I'm glad that that a lot of people are learning about it and doing it. There's free plat- free platforms out there where people can get started, which is really cool. And then um, I think everybody should have a podcast. Everybody has a voice that can be heard.
0: Yes, I, I I definitely feel like that. And I definitely feel like people need to podcast with the right people. Don't podcast with people that you know what I'm saying it's you know who are not on your niche or on your same level because then you're gonna be looking at them like they're crazy or
1: Yeah. You know? um, it's I'm not saying any names, but I had a couple of guests where I was like, This just doesn't make sense. It's it's not what but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you hear a podcast where you have a podcast about cars, and it's like, why the hell are you interviewing somebody about graphic design and it's not related? It's just you, you have to like it's it's like the, the Facebook groups. A lot of people they would just get any guest just because. I mean, if your podcast is a general podcast where you talk to people about current events or whatever, that's cool. But don't just get a guest on your show just because it's 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 cool. I'm not gonna go put. The president on my shoulders because I know I'll get views. Yeah, I know I will, but it's not going to make sense because what's going to happen with the next episode? Because mm-hmm.
0: those viewers are going to be expecting like, some politics. Exactly. And stuff, so it's like. So, which is why whenever I, I choose to guess, I, I like talking to other podcasters and other people, like other like entertainers and stuff and business owners. So, and also I like talking to the people to give them a light or shine as well as to shine their businesses as well. So, I, I try to keep it open-minded so that way I can, so, excuse me, most of my listeners know they can expect the unexpected in a good way, but not in a bad way, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to do that. So, of all the people so far, who would you like to most collaborate with um, on your podcast? Are the
1: ones that I've interviewed?
0: Or ones in the future? Who you look forward to having on your podcast? Um,
1: I really want Pat Flynn on my podcast because that's who got me started. Um, I also would love to have Kevin Hart on a podcast because his work ethic is amazing. Like that dude, I, I-, I love how hard he works. And then um, there's this uh, social media tool that I use called uh, Social Bee. I'm, I'm actually going to interview the CEO soon. So I'm looking forward to that one. So uh, he's the one I'm looking forward to the most that I already secured the spot. The other two, Pat Flynn and Kevin Hart, are ones that I really want on the show just to just to just to their the head and see how they got started or why they work so hard.
0: Yeah, that's real. I'm not definitely attest to that. I definitely want some people like that that work their asses off to come on come on the podcast. I would want. I I definitely agree with you on that, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Liquor Talk Podcast. If you don't know now, you know. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done so. Subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you get your podcast at go ahead and subscribe and also shout out to everybody that has subscribed and has been subscribing. If you, I don't care what number you started at uh and you kept listening. I appreciate it for not turning it off. Um, I'm grateful for it. We're definitely humble for it. This is of Talk. And I'm going to talk to somebody way out in California. So, what I'm California?
1: in LA County in with? a city called Lancaster. It's like 45 minutes north of the city of Los Angeles.
0: Well, I'll be you—the first person from Southern really? California I didn't talk to because I've yes, because I've been getting a lot of guests from Northern California, like San Francisco, the Bay Area. I had a i had a married couple that was on um recently. They—they're from um Sacramento, so I've been getting a lot of Northern California love. Now I kind get they you feel
1: good and but I mean I'm sorry the people in no Cal uh they don't count
0: they're they're different from us but
1: well, yeah <laughs> no, <I'm playing.
0: laughs> okay okay, so from your perspective, what's the biggest difference between Northern California people and Southern California people they
1: they they're they different they I think they're mad at us because anytime I go up there because my kids used to live <laughs> up there they get mad at, oh you from from uh, LA or S- uh, San Diego or anywhere down there they get mad because man everybody else thinks things of California they think of us and it's like um people in the Bay Area and, and us we the, the swag is just different I got that word the um <laughs> our attitudes is just different just the way we get down is different I think they're more into like the tech up there and we're more about our money down here
0: that's real you know i actually interviewed a guest who's from san francisco but he's a lakers fan i said wow that's interesting.
1: yeah i thought he might be a, a warrior fan but the, the the lakers faithful is everywhere yeah. i'm not a laker fan but man i'm a clipper fan but it's a lakers fans are everywhere mm-hmm. you
0: said you're a clipper fan how did you support that team when you had a racist owner at Donald Stark? I was a Clipper
1: fan before I found out that he was a racist owner.
0: Oh, so did that still, like, how did you endure all those years <laughs> of the Clippers just being terrible and you have – a owner that just doesn't seem to want to finally get the right players and right pieces. You no, know, honestly, when I found
1: out about him, um, it made me it kind of turned me off from basketball because I have been rooting for, for the Clippers for so long, who've been horrible for so long. And it's like, you know, it's just it's one bad thing on top of something else that, that that's bad, and I barely even watch basketball anymore. Um, ever since that that, that should happen, I'm more of a football dude,
0: but um. Damn, so that turned you off of um wow. (laughs) That's crazy. But speaking of football, how did it feel to get two teams back in LA? Because you know LA had gone like 20-something years without having a franchise, and then they get the Rams and the Chargers.
1: Not only am I a Clipper fan, but I'm also a fan of the Buffalo Bills. But
0: wow Man. this just gets interesting
1: go ahead. but yeah to have the rams and chargers you know back in la it, it felt good because now we can finally go to games uh, i just had a son so I, I wanted him to go to football games so we, we i went to a, a gang of uh rams games the year before last but uh yeah, it feels it good to finally have football back where it belongs. Uh, I love it. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a football, even though I'm a Bills fan, I'm a huge football fan. Period. I just love the sport.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. Definitely, I love the sport too. But how did you become a fan of the Bills, the franchise in the '90s that went to four Super Bowls and lost all four of them? Man, how and how first of all, they of went family? to
1: four AFC championships and won. That's the way that we look at. It. <laughs>
0: Okay. We're
1: so what happened like was that. this is a okay. game super technical boat that uh me, my brother, and my cousin used to play all the time. So back then we we picked teams, and my my brother picked the Steelers, my cousin picked the 49ers, and then uh my ass went with the Bills. So I, back then they were like the best team in football. So I I didn't know that years later the Steelers and 49ers would be way better than the Bills. But yeah, that, that shows how loyal I am.
0: I mean yeah, that's real and you are loyal <laughs> to some bad teams. I, I salute you because I'm the same way. You're talking to a Buccaneers man here, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it's like
1: Oh yeah, you guys Tampa finally Bay. got Tom Brady, though. I mean, he ain't going to do shit I and mean, he ain't going to play this year so.
0: <laughs> I mean, the way this coronavirus look, I don't know if we might get the NFL this year, but I hope we do, but I, I, I was I was one of those fans that I was still like I didn't believe it until it happened. I'm like, and even now i was still shocked by him signing. I was like, why would we want an old quarterback? But how did you endure being the damn Patriots? Like I'm saying, I'm I mean I'm pretty sure y'all just Bills fans. Every year you got to run. Man, every year
1: Patriots. I would just wait for this dude to retire or get injured. Or something, it is. I, I hate the Patriots so much. It's, I hated the Jets already as it was, but I don't think my hate for any team on this planet is as bad as it is for the Patriots because every year, twice a year, it's like that was guaranteed two losses for us. Yeah, I, I hate the Patriots.
0: Yes, guaranteed, guarantee, yes, <laughs> guaranteed two losses for y'all and the rest of the division. But sometimes I wonder. How the hell does Miami asses find a way to beat the Man, Patriots? I, what the hell? That'd I say that all the time. Like, you know what?
1: The Patriots don't ever go 6-0 and because the, the Dolphins, they always find a way to beat them. And it's like, why? Then The Dolphins is garbage. But you know, and that's why I was so excited for this year because Tom Brady's gone and then we picked up Stefan Diggs. And it was like, yeah, we we going to be the number one team in AFC East this year. But it ain't going to happen.
0: Yeah, y'all are, but I will say watch out. Yeah, the, if the Dolphins,
1: damn, the, the Dolphins are scary on paper every year.
0: Yeah, on paper every year they're scary, but then no. for the first couple of games last year oh, yeah. it looked like they were just tanking. And then at, towards the end of the season that's when they started putting up a fight. And the fact that they beat the Patriots yeah, I was that, like, are you serious? Game, I, was, I, I was in shock. I I was in shock one and then two I was kind of another side me was happy I was was like oh shit Kansas City's actually gonna get a bye you know what I'm saying so that way they ain't gotta you know that way because you don't want to give the Patriots a damn bye because that's almost guaranteeing them a a trip to the Super Bowl but hey at least Tom Brady's um, with the Bucks now y'all might not have to worry about the Patriots but. I mean, Belichick's a really good coach. Though. I mean, he made something happen, even even yeah, when even that year so.
1: when um uh, he got injured and then uh it was a Sam C- Castle, I forgot his name, but uh, the backup quarterback Matt Castle. No, no, what's it, Matt Castle? Matt Castle. Castle. Who, 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 who. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, and then that year yeah, they've been eleven Castle. and five. I think they still missed the playoffs, but they still had a good year though. Yeah, so
0: that's why it's like. I think for y'all, the hope would be when L uh, wins Bill Belichick. Yeah, that, that
1: I feel like we we got half of the the um, the bad juju out of the, the the division, but we'll see we'll see. but, yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> but like I said, we'll definitely see because um I hope I hope we get a football season because we got this coronavirus going on. And the NFL draft is actually this week, and Roger Bell's going to be announcing the picks out of his home. So, what you think the Bills? I don't are know do? because
1: uh, we we lost our first round pick. Could be picked up uh, Tefan Diggs, which is to me the same thing as a as first round pick. But uh, I think I think we can get some linemen. Um, we need a new corner, I think, and so I I, I can see us getting something on the O line, a corner, and a linebacker.
0: Yeah, and. I hope y'all do something because every um, I ain't gonna lie, the Bills be looking like they show some promise, and I ain't gonna lie, I was happy on Thanksgiving when y'all stomped the Cowboys. I I can't lie, I was like, you know what? Yes, all um, because cowboy fans are just so uh, annoying. So I was like, when y'all went into Dallas and manhandled them on Thanksgiving for all of America to see, I was like, oh yeah, shit. yeah, we Go did ahead, that,
1: before. but uh, yeah, I, that shit felt good.
0: Yeah, but
1: what happened in that <laughs> playoff
0: game, though, man? We ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> what? Is- <laughs> What's going on with y'all in the damn playoffs, man? Because every year I see y'all get to the playoffs, y'all yeah. lose to an AFC sound team. One year it was to the Jaguars, and then another year it was yeah, to the Texans. And the, the the
1: Jaguar game was ridiculous. Uh, I think we lost three to zero, and then um. This Texas, the Texans game, we were up uh 16 to nothing at halftime. It's like I thought it was a guaranteed win. We finally get a playoff man for the first time in God knows how long. And I hate the AFC South, you know, it's uh...
0: you hate the AFC South, <laughs> yeah, because oh my goodness, and then I because also AFC I remember that they have a miracle win, so yeah, I. I can I can understand why your hatred is I mean, for the AFC South. So, I don't know. so, so like I say, it's not as
1: bad oh, as the NFC East because that's who we lost Super Bowls to: two to the Cowboys and one to the Redskins and one to the Giants. But um,
0: yeah. Ooh, yes. I mean, oh my, that's that's painful right there to the lose to the the NFC East teams like that. Now the now I feel like if y'all would have beat the Giants, then maybe it would have rewrote history. Rick.
1: No. <laughs>
0: yeah, because y'all y'all lost on a missed field goal, but then then against the Cowboys, it's like y'all just didn't show up, and then against Washington, well, I, don't I mean, even we was tired. Happened. We was the I only don't, team don't, I
1: was I that was going back to back to back to back Super Bowls. You know, that's a lot of games. You know, uh, to put on one squad, so we was just tired. And besides, you know it. It's cool. Y'all can have these. non nah, I'm playing.
0: Yeah, but had to have to shift it back to basketball for a minute. LeBron took his team to eight straight finals and they got like three titles out of it. I mean, so can't really give them the excuse of it was just the bodies and Good you point. know. Good point. You feel me? But um, so who you repping for college football? So uh, I don't UCLA watch too much college, but
1: uh USC is definitely S C. Uh, my daughter's about to go to SC, hopefully. And um so, yeah, so definitely a, Tro- a Trojan fan. And then uh, when Reggie Bush was there. I was uh, – that's, that's the only time I really watched college football. So, I don't watch too much anymore because I don't have enough time.
0: Oh, because you're probably working in businesses yep. on Saturdays and stuff. I got you. I got you. But SC, man, SC has some, SC has some teams back in the day before Pete Carroll left and went to the c
1: yeah, i I, I barely remember to be honest with you. Like like I, I don't watch too much college football. It's the only time I really pay attention to college is during the draft, and then that's my I, I just want go watch some highlights and stuff. But um, I, I barely remember anything from college.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. I, to, I totally I definitely don't feel you on that. So what has get back to your personal life? What has been your greatest failure? What was your greatest failure? And what did you learn from it to make you a stronger
1: think, individual? Um, when I went to jail the last time, um, <clears throat> when I went, I had left my house to go get some pizza for, for the kids. And then the police pull up on me. They 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 ran my place and see my name, seeing I had a warrant. And then it was just knowing that I'm sitting in a jail cell while my daughters are at home waiting for me to come home with their food. And they have no idea where I'm at. I was like, I can't do that to them anymore. So I think that's that's when I learned that it's cool to get out there and do this and do that, but in the end, it's gonna catch up to you and it's gonna get you at the moment when you don't expect it and you're gonna regret it. So I decided that I, I need to put my life on a different path and do some, like I don't want to wake up every day looking over my shoulder, whether I'm looking for an enemy or I'm looking for the police. No, I want to know that no matter what I do, who put me over that I'm good and that I'm not going to get locked up.
0: That's real, man. And so did your kid, did your the, did the mom, did your own um, kids mom tell your kids that they actually got locked up or how um, they all found I, out Um at that some time cuz first
1: she didn't know what was happening. And then she she looked it up and she found out that I was in jail and she just told my kids that I was gone at my cousin's house. Um, my oldest daughter at the time, she was old enough to put two and two together and she knew I was locked up. And then she told my second daughter and then but my third daughter, she had no idea ever until she got older.
0: That's real. So so what was so what was it like getting out of jail? What how did you um um get back to normal society, normal way of life? Because sometimes that transition from from being in jail is hard. Um, transition from jail to real life is, you know, not a When I got out, transition. it was,
1: I wasn't, lucky I was only gone for like a year. So it wasn't too much, it wasn't that bad for people that, like people that, that do years in prison. But when I got out, it was different because we were in a different house. I didn't have any money. Um, I didn't have any clothes. So it was just trying to build myself back up to get to the point of where, where I was at before I got locked up and luckily even though my girl at the time she didn't support the business she did support me and she helped me out she, she her mom got me a job uh on, on an air force base and then from there that's when life just got way better because i had people in my corner that were trying to push me and get me on a different path so they 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 helped me do everything i can to to get a job to that they gave me the clothes for the interviews. It's just I had people in my corner that that supported me, fed me, gave me money, and did everything. Without them, I don't know what would have happened.
0: That's real. Um, I'm glad to hear that your family did that for you. Um, I'm blessed to hear that you're in a position you are in today. That is great. So talk to me about your execution and what do you do? What is your strategic plans? to make sure everything becomes reality.
1: Uh, I would say again, like just 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 keep working on it. I have short short term goals and long term goals. So I feel like every day if I do something that works on my business to help me um, bring in some money or to grow my business and then I'm I'm on a path to success. So I have a like a spreadsheet on my computer on Excel of different goals that I have and the target dates. So Every day I'm working on those short-term goals, which is going gonna, gonna to get me to the long-term goals. And that, that's, that's what I do. I have, like, my calendar is full every day, so I, I just schedule what I'm going to do every day. I schedule the, the smallest things to I'm going to change where this menu is on my website. And then I just work on these different small or miniature goals every single day to achieve or to get to the big goals.
0: That's real. That's real. Um, That's real that you keep the schedule up and of, of achieving your goals. And I definitely think people need more people need to do that. That definitely helped them with achieving their goals. So what do you do to help them take take care of your staff and your family and give them, them money to help you out? <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> Besides giving them money. No, I was yeah. So it's decades. like
1: everybody in my family, or like I have a re- very large family, but there's like a, a small circle of us that, that are tight. Um, I talk to them every Friday. Um, it's like we have a little meeting and I talk to them about their plans for their future. I help them with saving their money, with um, managing their money, trying to build their businesses. And I teach my kids things that I wasn't taught about money because coming up, only thing we know about money is how to spend it. We don't know how to invest it properly. We don't know how to save it the right way. So these are just things that I teach my kids and I teach my relatives, my older relatives on how to manage their money, how to save for the future, and how to grow their businesses.
0: Wow, that's real. So speaking of the next generation, what are some keys that um to develop um that are in what are some things that the next generation needs to know so way that they can be developed they to the need to the understand
1: world. business understand numbers understand how the world works And i think really understand technology because technology is changing everything so it's, it's like for instance how everybody or well, a lot of old people are on facebook or we may be on like tiktok and social media uh, different social media if they don't understand where the world is moving, then the world is going to move past them and they're going to be busy playing catch up. So you have to study, understand what's going on right now and understand what's going to happen in the future. That way, when things change, you can change with it and you will be the subject matter expert in whatever field that you want to be in.
0: That's definitely real. And definitely people need to realize that. And, um, so this is look at talk ladies and gentlemen this if you don't know now you know i appreciate you all for subscribing and taking a listen to this relationship so how do you continually deepen your personal relationships with your clients customers and other people it's that building own, a relationship that that, way?
1: to me it never ends i don't i don't end any relationship unless they end it so I after we done after we're done working together, I, I catch up with them, whether it be six months later, or a year later, just to see how business is going, what they're doing. Um, I, I follow them on the social media to see what's up with their family. I'm 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 in constant contact with them about more than just business. You no, know, I want to know how they're doing with their health, with their life, with their business, and with other things, just knowing that in if anytime they need anybody to talk to about anything, I'm there for you. It's more than just business. So that's why I only work with certain people i don't just accept anybody you have to make sure that it 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 fits and that i want to work with you so that when you call me i'm not like oh my god it's victor i want to be like oh who is victor yeah let me see what's up with him no so it's like for instance right now like on on this podcast i know we're talking about business right now but we were talking about football we're talking about different things it's just i like to work with people that i can gel with like that because i plan on talking to them in the future about other things maybe we can hang out go out we can do this and do that and just that makes it more that makes me more trustworthy so that when they need the next project done they'll call me up and hey i need this done can you help me out yeah i got you
0: hey i appreciate it man i like saying i appreciate you for even fitting in me in your business schedule you know what i'm saying that's what um because i know you a businessman you got everything going on i really do appreciate you sticking fit me in there and the less and um not rescheduling so i really am grateful for that and i do hope that we can do business together and i'll like i tell everybody and also if you want me to come on Belair radio or one of your podcasts, yeah of course I man. like this is cool like it feels way. good to
1: actually be on the other end you no know, i was like oh, I, I don't i don't i don't get interviewed too often but it's it's, it's really cool so i really like this and I, I thank you for what you're doing your show is like super entertaining and i was afraid that i can't live up to it i was like dang because this shit is good, you know what I mean, so. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> Thank you, man, you living up to it by just showing up, man. That's one thing I've learned is just, you just got to do it, just get the nerves out, just do it. Um, I actually talked to somebody um, on the previous episode, a lady named, by the name of Queen, and she said the same thing that this was her first time just being on on the on the guest side instead yeah, of it's, the one it's, interviewing it's easy. people.
1: I think it's, it's easy to get guests, but to actually be a guest, um, you don't want to just hop on any show because that, cause, cause time is money. You know, um, this, I've been interviewed by other people, but I would say only one other one I felt was a serious podcaster. So it's just you and him to me are the only ones that, well, I shouldn't say that cause I don't want to take away what anybody else is doing, but those other podcasts, they don't exist anymore. So it's just, um, I don't know why they don't exist, but they're gone.
0: That's real. That's real. I hope we don't stick around. We're trying to make it longevity. So put on for LA for man. So what's some spot? Uh, wait, longevity too? You on episode 100
1: or something? Of course, you have longevity.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I'm telling myself to um longevity is really it do even beyond up to like i'm trying to get to episode infinity. <laughs> yeah i mean beyond, i think it,
1: it really you know. depends on what you're coming out here for you know you want to you know um you bring the family of course There's disneyland there's like six flags so that's not really l a but um if you want to go walk the and see the stars in, in, in hollywood there's universal studios uh there's gray's nightclub there's, there's a gang of clubs um
0: Oh man, I wish I would have met you before I went to LA back in yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, man. I mean, yeah,
1: we did something. I mean, there's the the beaches. There, it is to me. I feel like out here, no matter what you want to do, there's something that that you can do. It's just there's, there's spots everywhere. There's good food. You know, In and Out. If you like fast food, there's uh there's even there's I just found out about this. There's this restaurant where you can go smoke and eat at the same time, and everybody's in there smoking. I don't smoke, but I know a lot of people that I do. So. um, yeah, it's a, it's a gang of shit to do. Oh yeah, well, wow, I cut now, back a little bit drink? only because uh, I can't wake up in places I don't want to wake up at.
0: But uh, I, I, I yeah, oh yeah. Uh, now I feel you on that. I've cut back significantly. I have a podcast called the podcast called Look Talk, but I, I people know I really don't drink. Uh, Great Goose. Man, so, so what's your go to drink?
1: yeah that goes oh I lose goose. Goose. <laughs> he <laughs>
0: loose he loose off the goose <laughs> you the first male that that said the the goose most of the other guys i've done shows with, they even talked about it. they like um the hennessy the cognacs the um the yeah. say you the first one that said um great goose
1: now I've also had. I, I get that a I've lot. People always I say they like um, always surprise me when I say that. But Hennessy make me, I, I feel weird, I, and tequila it makes me it makes me angry. So I mean, I, I drink them, I like them, but I don't like how, how I feel afterwards. The the Grey Goose is the only one that makes me feel like me just relax a little more though. Yeah, I I don't know why. damn tequila
0: makes you angry. Man, wow, that, that's 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 a new one for me. Um, I never heard that somebody uh, alcohol can make you feel angry because I just figured no, no matter what you drink, you feel chill, no matter what, just make you feel chill. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how I I guess it's because of college, you know what I'm saying. I, I went to a heavy party school, went to FAMU, so yeah, we get down there, so it's like most alcohol, oh, nah, I just feel I, a yeah, chill on, nah, you know.
1: The, like, Tequila just puts me in a bad mood. Like I, just, I just get mad off top, no matter what.
0: Damn, okay. <laughs> we know now, don't give Mr. Shannon no tequila, ladies and gentlemen. If y'all, if y'all hearing this, please do not get us mad. We don't need this man turning into the incredible hulk now. So don't give him no tequila. So, what do you want people to know about? working with you before they even I'm cool, I'm I'm just like you I'm just a regular
1: dealing. average dude that learns some stuff and that my only, the only thing I care about is your success, is, is you growing I don't even care about making money off of you if the money comes with it, that's fine I just want to guide you and give you tips to grow your business and then um, I don't, you can always get, get a free call with me, the only thing that I charge for is if you want me to do it for you but other than that, we can talk non-stop whenever, you can email me Um. that's it. I'm I'm just a a regular guy that wants to help people out.
0: That's real. So what can people expect from both Uh, shows? I think on Blair Radio, uh, Start Your Business and Be Heard,
1: that is if you want to start your business, you want to get tips. If you feel like there's something that um, you don't know about, you can always reach out to us and we'll cover it on a future episode is is everything that we cover on the show, I already know about and my guests already know about. So the show is really about you. Whatever you want to do with your online business, whatever you want to learn about, it's going to be covered on that show if it isn't already. And then for conversations with James Shannon, that is no matter what you're going through, it it can get better. You can hear from stories of people that have been through the same or similar things as you and see how they were able to overcome those, those obstacles or those roadblocks in their lives.
0: That's real. That's definitely real. You you got two great dynamic shows, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all need to go ahead and subscribe to both of them. Now, lastly, why do you feel like people need to subscribe to Blair Radio? Because it's guaranteed that every Monday and Wednesday
1: that you are going to get a brand new show about something that is completely different from anything else that we've had before. And then you're going to get it from somebody that is just like you and it's not going to bore you to death with business talk or Boring conversations. We're going to ask the deep questions. We're going to get into the questions that you want answered and you're going to find them on both these shows. Whichever one is your flavor, if hopefully both of them.
0: But uh, yeah. So, what's next for you outside of the podcast? And what are you looking forward to the most outside of uh, just the podcast? And once this I was really sick a couple
1: weeks ago and my daughter's mom they don't want me to come over to the house because we don't live together whatever so everything i've been doing with my kids has been through video chatting so i'm looking forward to just going to see my kids and, and hug them and then I, even my 10 year old daughter she's afraid like daddy i don't want you to come over here and get us sick so um that's really tough for all of us so that's why i'm waiting for just to go over there and uh, see my kids in person again
0: Damn, I'm sorry to, to hear you got sick, you know what I'm saying? I hope you get well, and um, I appreciate you coming on, even if you did get sick. But I really hope you get to see the kids, because I wouldn't want nobody to keep my kids from me. So I know that's killing. Yeah, I'm
1: good. I mean, I just had a cough, really and then they got right super scared. So. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, But, I mean, it's, yeah, it. it, it I'm, not, I'm not used to it. I see my kids all the time. So it's, it is what it is. I, i understand i said it was it's not even like the mama doing it. it's my 10 year old daughter she's the one that's scared. like well daddy i don't i don't want to take a chance because they said that you can not have any symptoms and i'm like i was sick a month ago
0: but it is what it is yeah yeah i totally understand um kids are very very skeptical and um so and like I said, I, like I said today, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Look at Talk. If you don't know now, you know, go ahead, subscribe to every, subscribe to us on every platform you can. Um, ladies and I, I want to take a moment to thank my guest, Mr. James Shannon, the host of the Blair Radio and the Conversations with James Shannon. Amen. Hey, man, I'm going to be listening to both things. And we definitely want to talk about some businesses, man. This ain't going to be the last time we talk. Even oh, though yeah, we sure, have two I, I appreciate the states, it. Uh, going, and, uh, good luck to your bucks, happen.
1: and uh, I don't know y'all crazy out there, but I hope y'all you know be safe, stay safe, and I appreciate it, Vic.
0: That's no problem, man. Good luck to your bills, and good luck to you, yeah, Paul Hopefully George, man. Yeah, but like I said, good luck to your Bills. Hopefully.
1: I doubt that, but okay. I don't
0: know. Maybe we might <laughs> see y'all in Tampa for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> At least he keep, a real fan knows how to keep it real, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Liquor Talk. This is what we bring you with the Exclusive Round. This is what we aim to do on the Exclusive Round. We aim to talk to people in different states, and wherever life, you know what I'm saying, to talk about their business, talk about life, chop it up a little about sports, and chop it up about their area. This is what we do on Look at Talk. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Half as much as I enjoy putting it on on this beautiful Sunday. And like I said, all right, like I said, Mr. Shannon, I'm waiting. I'm here. I'm, I'm waiting. it now. Me uh, I heard you, you want to get me on, let's do it. All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, pull that look.